My name is Ivanya Eastley. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. And this is the Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry by talking to other fashion professionals that will share their start, their journey, advice, and give you gems that you can apply to your own business, whether you're starting, growing, or scaling. So today we have a special guest. She is going to share all about her business what inspired her, what she has going on now, and of course, how you can be in touch with her and see her designs and collections. She's an amazing designer. So welcome, Avna. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Okay, so tell them, you know, the name of your business, and then of course, tell us how you got started. Okay, the name of my business is Avna.com. Well, it's Avna. Um, the website is Avna.com. I also have a skincare and hair care line and that is Avna Organics and um, I got started early 2000s I got started as a crochet designer and I will crochet clothes and put them inside of my salon because I'm also a master cosmetologist so on my slow days multi-talented Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So on my slow days, the clothes would um, sell. They would sell. And that would be, you know, my money that I would make on my slow days when I didn't have any clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later on, the clothes started picking up and I started making more money Mm -hmm. um, selling the clothes than I was actually standing (laughs) behind the chair. Yeah. So I had to make a decision. Did I want to continue to, you know, have the overhead of the salon Mm -hmm. or did I want to go ahead and um, downsize and try to scale the business of the clothing as high as I could? So that was a decision that I made with my clients and they were behind me every step of the way. So I actually started um, doing mobile um mobile um, hairstyling services with my clients during the transition because I didn't want them just, you know, um, you know, leaving them out there with no care for their hair. And at the time I was doing natural hair and that's when natural hair was really, you know, taking off in the early 2000s here in Atlanta. And I had a salon, um, natural beauty, and that's, I had a partner then, and then I branched off to um, have a freestanding store um, 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 hair salon called kiss of nature and Mm -hmm. at that time i think it was only three um natural hair care salons in atlanta which was um talila wajid and then um uh, my cousin actually um sweet potato pie uh, cosina benjamin and then i had my um salon so that was really um you know the the start of everything and then the clothing line just took off Awesome. Awesome. And what even inspired you to design the pieces that you make? Like when you first started anyway with the crochet pieces as well as what you're doing now, was it just like, oh, this is something you wanted to wear because you was about to go on a trip or just what was it? You know, my mother, Marie Davis, she taught me how to crochet at the age of nine. And I really didn't like it then, you know, (laughs) I didn't like it. All my friends were outside playing, doing what kids do. And she always had us, you know, either crocheting, teaching, teaching us how to crochet, or we were doing a chore or something like that. And then we would have a short amount of time outside and we had to come in when the streetlights came on. So that was the same rule. Yeah. (laughs) 
so that kind of was my start and I didn't like it. it probably because I was um, being taught something I really wasn't interested in at the time. But when I started getting into getting older in my twenties, um, I started wearing, you know, different clothing and things like that. And some things I didn't, um, that I wanted to, to see myself in, I didn't see it on the clothes, the clothing racks, you know, yes. stores. So I started crocheting like, you know, little cute little halter tops. I might crochet a little flower and put on there just different unique pieces I didn't see so I started crocheting them because I didn't know how to sew at the time so um, I did that and then I purchased a sewing machine and I was on that sewing machine as if I had a job so I was on the sewing machine for eight hours sewing just as if I would clock in for you know a job for eight hours I was clocking in for myself and teaching myself you know the skills that I needed and I started to develop myself as a um, designer, and uh, that was a big, big um, jump for me, transforming yeah. from the crochet to sewing. And I wanted to keep the same unique aesthetics, and yes. it just um, it just took off. And you know, to God be the glory, because in the beginning I was like, I don't know how I made that. I just put this <laughs> like this, <laughs> but um, yeah, God's just been in it. And I always seek his um, advice, his guidance. And whenever I'm going in a creative direction, I pray on it. Yeah. Everything is really um, God leading this brand because it's not me. And I tell people all the time, like, it's not me. This is this is God. And I'm I'm just a a vessel. vessel. Yes. I'm just a vessel. And it's a bigger picture involved and I just want um people you know to follow their dreams and sometimes you do have to step back to propel forward and a lot of people they don't want to step back or step down because they feel like oh this is a a defeated time this is yeah this is not you know a good a good time for me to step down but I've learned that a lot of times just taking a step back taking even a pause or even a, a moment to st- stand still. Yeah. Um. You need that time because it's a it's a message in the time. It's a message in the trust. It's 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 a method in trusting God. It's it's all part of, um, his his plan for you. Yeah. And his plan yeah. is to prosper you. So you have to just kind of trust in all of all of his promises and yeah. and lean on that and pray. And because a lot of people are going to be in your ear about it. Yeah. They're going to be in your ear and say, oh, I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't close down my, my business to start this. And it's not saying that you have to do it immediately because I didn't do it immediately. Yeah. But, um, I, I slowly was planning my exit out. So as the clothes, when the clothes were beginning to sell in the salon, I allowed it to gain a, a good scaling before I said, okay, I can, I can leave here and I'll be okay by doing this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that, makes sense. that makes sense. So from there, once you transition from the hair, as far as doing the hair and standing behind the chair to designing the clothes from crochet to actually making clothes, what was like your first step as far as like, okay, I know I'm now going to be a designer. I'm about to make this collection. 
Um, how did you go about, like, do I use manufacturers? Do I sew everything myself? Do I go and, you know, where do I fabric source? Right. Do I sell directly to customers or do I try to wholesale? Like, how did you, what was your plan in regards to like moving the business forward now that you made that decision? Well, my first plan was to make sure that I, I established the business as a business. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of um, 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 people um, that were attorneys that worked for like Cox Law Firm and yeah. entertainment attorneys. And mm-hmm. I was doing their hair because at that time, you know, the natural hair care thing was a big boom. Everybody was going natural. Yeah. And um, I was one of the salons that they would come to. I was doing their hair and they were you know, people talk in the chair. Yeah, of course. Have, yeah, you know, we talk in the chair and you have to, you know, be a listener as well. Yeah. So I listened to everything that, you know, my clients would tell me. A lot of them were attorneys. So they would um, talk to me. I would talk to them about, you know, things that I was wanting to aspire to do. And just like I talked with them, you know, when uh, uh, about the transition that I was about to make, they were so um, open with giving me advice. So they were trademark attorneys and business attorneys and entertainment attorneys. And they were telling me, you know, you need to get your business um, trademark. You need to make sure that you have your business as a a LLC or incorporation or, you know, S Corp. They're like the foundation of your business. Yes. Yes. They were telling me that if I was to do it, that they would back me, but I need to do it the right way. Yes. Because so many people, they, they, they see what other people are doing and they say, Oh, I want to do that. And they jump out there and they just, they just start, start doing and it's not. Yeah. Yes. And it's not, um, it's not going to be conducive to do so. If someone else can come right behind you and take your whole, snatch brain, it all up. They yeah. Snatch it all up. And you haven't done the necessary steps because you was too eager to just jump out there yeah. and um, be seen. So it, um, that was one of the things that um, well, I love I, that you said that starting the business foundation because so many people get so caught up in let me make a website let me figure out how to market let me post on social media and don't even have the LLC or even the business formation put together absolutely and that is the most important part you know yes yes that's the most important part of the business is doing the business before yes. you start the business because that's yes. the real business you know exactly the business behind the business exactly <laughs> love that love that so once you got your business formation and foundation together and then you're starting to make this collection what was the steps next at that point or some of the steps that you took some of the steps that I took was um I fabric sourced I fabric sourced okay. a lot at first I was fabric sourcing um, here in Atlanta because it's, okay. it was simple but as you know yeah. we only have like two or three major um, this is not a fabric city no <laughs> it's not so we only have like two or major um, fabric stores and the thing yeah. that I, that I've learned especially from, during that time yes exactly exactly and and a lot of them was like on Memorial Drive you know yeah. little little cuts back in the early yeah. 2000s you know we didn't yeah. have like the fine fabrics there yeah. then at that time I think we, I think Yo-K was still in existence, but we didn't have, you know, as, yeah. as much. And, and they're expensive because they know they got a monopoly on the ex- Exactly. Because <laughs> where are you going to go? Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, so the fabric sources, but what I, what I um, um, realized by doing the fabric sourcing here. Yeah. is that everyone's collection starts to look like everyone's collection. That's because, what I was about to say next. Yes. Because I've seen, it with me styling and shopping with so many different people, I've seen the same print. 
maybe a different design, but the same print. I'm like, oh, okay. So they went to find fabrics. Right. Or they went to, you know, where have I done seen that fabric? Right. And then it, as a designer, it is not a good feeling because yeah. you want to produce a, a exclusive collection for your customers, your clients. And then, you know, you see, you know, another um, designer with the same collection and it doesn't give it that exclusivity. Exactly. Um, the designs may be different, but the fabric is, um, you know, and it's all same. starting to look like at that it point. It starts even to if look alike. Is different. <laughs> exactly, it starts to look like so. Um, that's happened to me a few times, and I just um got tired of it. So yeah. what I did was um I started sourcing in other countries, Market. other markets, yeah. and just finding um you know some um pieces that in um that's not fabrics that aren't here. Yeah, that I won't run in a fabric store and see something that's unique, um, has a aesthetic that will work with the brand. I start visualizing the designs as I'm looking at the fabrics. Yeah, and seeing what what direction I would take as a designer, um, by you know by sourcing the fabrics. I ask for swatches from companies. I have them send me a swatch box. I ask them to send me a catalog, um, color swatches, um, everything, and that helps because you're able to see the texture of it. Yeah. You're able to see the colors. Cause you know, sometimes on, on, on the phone or on screen, you know, you it can the be color vary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's better to just get a swatch box where you can see the, um, see the fabrics for yourself and feel the fabrics, um, for yourself and say, Oh, this feels really good. Oh yeah. yeah. This feels good against my skin. Yeah. And so I've, I've been doing that as well um just you know preparing for new collections yeah and that's the direction that i took for that and then when you decide okay i got my fabrics my business is together now Mm -hmm. how did you make the decision about like do i focus on the business side marketing sales all of that or do i focus on sewing which can be time consuming as well or how do you balance the two well in the beginning i had um i balanced it by having days allotted to certain things that i would do so some days would be um my sewing days some days would be my pattern cutting days and some days would be my bit uh, just strictly business days where i just do you know my email marketings my um website yes. you know um sending out you know blasts social yes. medias those type of things. So, well, that was a nice balance because it seems like a lot of times when you talk to people, especially creatives, they're so caught up in the creative. It's like the business part falls to the wayside, but you got to have the business part to stay in business. Exactly, exactly. And I find it easier when you um, a lot time out for each particular task. Yes. And it doesn't become so overwhelming. Yes. Because yes. I did try it the other way, and I was like f- being pulled in all different directions and just yes. feeling. Like I was drowning, you know, with, with so much to do. But once you start to, um, you know, compartmentalize everything and say, okay, on this day, I want to do these tasks on that day. I want to do, you know, those tasks. It becomes a little easier as you're, you know, you're planning really your day. So when you get up, you know, exactly what you're going to do today. Today, I'm cutting patterns. You know, today I'm going to sew. Today, you know, I'm going to work on my business. You know, I might source some more fabrics. You know, so you just have everything kind of lined out for you. And it's just a better plan. And personally, I felt like, you know, that that's the best 
plan for me, and I still do that to this day. I Girl, still... I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I have yeah. certain days of the week that I do everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a stylist, you're spending a lot of time out shopping at showrooms and boutiques and stores, and then you're taking everything to clients' houses. It's like, well, when are you even sitting down to do business? Yes. So I have, like, my Mondays where I don't schedule any clients because that's the day to pay bills and read emails right. and follow up and make sure everybody on the team doing what they're supposed to do. And so then when I get out, I can really focus on clients without worrying or stressing about what I need to be doing back at the computer. Exactly. And give them my full attention. So I do love that. And I think that makes complete sense. Even now that you've grown so much more than what you were in the beginning, do you still do it like that? I still do it like that. I have to have a schedule because, you know, I have kids. Yeah. Well, I have a, my youngest is 16, but okay. they're all still my kids. You know, I yes. have kids, I have grands, and I never know when some something is going to affect my schedule. Yeah. So at least I know I have those things covered, you know? Yes. Yes. So, and then you still want to make time out for you because you're yes. still a person. You're not the business, you know, yes. you, you still need care. You still yeah. need self-care. You still need to go take care of your mental um, yeah. well-being. And that's what I've um, really been concentrating on um, implementing even more is just taking care of myself yeah. in the process. Um, because sometimes we, we neglect ourselves yeah. because we're so... I'm Busy. caught up in the work. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. we are. I totally you know, agree. Yeah. So doing more self care and um, you know keeping myself you know really healthy and not trying to get um, too stressed. Yeah. And all of that. So um, this this year feels really good. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a um, good space because I had to take care of a few things. You know, mm-hmm. just doing more self care for myself. But I really feel like I'm in a really good space. I just launched a new collection and it's called, yes, it's called Agape Safari. I can't wait to see it. Yes, it's, um, it has, it's a, you know, it has a lot of prints, Mm -hmm. but um, the prints are very, um, it has like mauve. Um, leopard, a lot of, okay. a little bit of browns and blues. It's really, it's really a, a nice, um, you know, a nice edgy, but still simple. And it's yeah. a lot of separates where you can add, you know, kind of build on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I what really like that. What inspired that collection? Well, you know, I was in a space where I was just taking care of myself more and mm-hmm. you know when you're taking care of yourself more you begin to you know love yourself a little more as well yeah. and I put I had to take a you know a, a little time out you know to yeah. handle some things for my, myself personally yeah but um in that space I was just developing a different kind of love for me, for, mm-hmm. you know, everyone around me. And yeah. I just wanted to pour that love into my collection. And agape, you know, that's the highest form yes. of love that, you know, God gives us. Yes. And I wanted to just pour that love into the collection. And like I said, the collection has a safari type vibe. So that's mm-hmm. where the agape safari um, comes into so when you put the collection on you know you just know that I just poured like so much love into this collection and when yes. you're walking and you're passing people by you know I want you to spread that love to someone else because you might not 
um, somebody might be having a, a bad day, you know, yeah. but you know, you have that on and you're feeling good. You're looking good. You could give them a smile and it just, it's just a, a, a spread love type collection. And I love that. Made with yeah. love. Made with love. Yes. Yeah. Now where can they go see the collection? Um, they can go see the collection. I did a, a soft launch of it. Um, some of the pieces are already online okay. um, at um, www.obna.com. Okay. And if they subscribe, they'll be the first to see when the collection is um, put out before yes. it's publicly released. So okay. that's what I've been doing this year as well. And I think a lot of my subscribers really enjoy that. So they don't have to see it on social media and then go and then a lot of things are already sold out they can go ahead and already be privy to that um yeah. collection and um i've been getting a lot of feedback on that as well yeah. so yeah that's amazing now i was gonna say what are like three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody either starting or trying to just grow and get to the next level in their business and the advice i would get give um would be not to be scared, but if you are scared, just do it scared. Just do it scared. Don't let fear hold you back from your dreams because you don't know what's on the other side of that dream just by you starting. Um, the second is to make sure that you have your business in order before you start the business. You know, go ahead and do your T's trademark search. Make sure that no one has the name. Go ahead and um do your trademark on it. Yeah. Go ahead and get um all your, you know, insurance, your paperwork together. Um, um, you know, secure your domain, secure your LLC, and then go ahead and start your business once you have the main parts of your business already covered. And then the third thing is be your authentic self. Don't yes. try to be like any other brand. Don't try to be like your friend's brand, yeah. someone yeah. on social media that you see. Yeah. Don't don't try to be like any other brand. Really find a lane of your own that's going to yeah. make your brand, you know, separate from anyone else's yeah. and go ahead and scale that, you know, as as high as you can. But don't don't try to mimic anyone else because you are your own special person. There's nobody yes. else like you. No one exactly. else has the gift that God gave you. And that is your your blessing. So do you be your yes. genuine, authentic self and put your own aesthetics to it and and, you know, scale it as high as you can. No, I love that. You got to be yourself. Plus, I feel like people can feel if you're authentic or not. Yes. And it feels like when you're copying somebody else, then that's what you're doing. You're copying somebody else. Yes. <laughs> Even if you just changed a little bit or tweak, it just doesn't feel like who it is. People can really feel that. So right. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, what do you feel like has been one of the biggest successes as well as the biggest challenge in your business? So like both ends of the spectrum, I suppose. Okay. Well, I'll say starting off the biggest thing that I was trying to do was get it on the right, get my brand on the right people so that my brand could be bigger. Yeah. Like okay, that, that, that was the mentality that I had yeah. early on. Yeah. So I felt like if I could do this, then this would be like this, you know, like so, if I get it on Beyonce, it's yes. a wrap. 
yes, let's 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 use Beyonce as an example. So if I could get it on Beyonce, oh, it's a rap, you know, you know, I'ma be here and this yeah. and that. And it just isn't true. Yeah, it really is. It just is not true. And I've had my brand on numerous celebrities. Yes. And that's why I'm speaking on it because because once you have um those placements some people start to get hung up on just having those placements. Yes. And those placements don't come often. Yes. Those placements don't come often. So you can't rely on that. And yeah. just because you have Beyonce in something doesn't mean that millions of people will buy it and you're going that's just going to make your brand period. Yeah. yeah. Um a, a, a few more people may buy it you may get yes. you know hundreds of more sales yeah but you can't rely on those celebrity placements um to, to run your whole business to run your whole business and your business really should be the people that are in your community yes that around you um the people that are, are that will buy and purchase yes. because um a lot of celebrities don't buy and purchase you girl know? so you can't you can't make your money off of the celebrity so yeah. don't get caught up in the celebrity of it all yeah get caught totally up in agree. the work get caught up in being authentic reaching out to different people reaching out to um different brand brands and go back to because i was doing this before social media yeah and agree. Me we too. were doing portfolios we were doing girl with the book and everything yes we were doing line sheets and all yeah. of that and really stay with that kind of you really need to keep that um going yes. you know send out your blast with your lookbooks and your line sheets and um stay connected stay yeah. connected with those around you in your reach because yeah. word of mouth was our social media back in the yeah. day and yeah you really need us I'm glad that I I'm glad we came up during that time yeah. with our businesses because those are still the keys that will sustain you. Yes, most Be definitely. Because if social media shuts down today, who's going to know anything? Who's yeah. going to know anything? When about people are you? dependent completely yes. on social media, like all my business come from Instagram, and then they either take your account down or they shut down like they do every quarter or so for a few yes. hours. You can't make no money. It doesn't make no sense. You got to have exactly. stuff on the platform that you own, like your website, yes, your yes. email list, your exactly. community or your network of people that mm -hmm. I don't even be knowing what social media down half the time because it's not affecting me no way or another. Right. Right. So that's, yeah, that's, that's my point. So that's what I would say. What I've learned between then and now is who your real customers are. Know who your real customers are. And the celebrities are a plus because they they add a little more light to your brand, but you have to be the light of your brand and you need that to reach part. out and connect with those that are around you and spread the word yourself and not to depend on um, someone else being the light of your brand. So that, those, those are some things that I've, I've learned and um, that has really taught me how to just stay connected to those you know around and network and so yes. forth. Exactly. Totally agree with all that. I think it's really important for everybody coming up in this new generation of social media and just different times to learn a lot from the OGs who've been yes. doing this. I remember when, one, social media didn't exist. I remember MySpace and Black Planet. 
Yes, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and even some of the relationships I formed back then, I still have to this day of doing business with those people, get uh, revenue from those people because of client referrals, et cetera, and just having that real relationships and real networks that you done built, not just social media ones. Exactly. I agree. Love that. Love that. And then we're going to get ready to wrap it up. I want to thank you again for your time. My last few questions or question or two is what are either three books, movies, or podcasts you would recommend? And the only reason I ask for the different methods is because everybody learns different. So some people like to read. Some like people like to do all three like me, but some people are visual. Some people are auditory and some people, um, you know, want to hear it. So if you have any podcast books or movie recommendations, Um, what would you say? I do have a few books that I do reference, but those books, um, they're costume designer books and I don't have them with me and I can't remember right now the names of them, but they basically are um, books that are of costume design Mm -hmm. and it teaches you the, 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 the film industry. Yes. So it teaches you your position in the film industry and it um, teaches you how the ta- how the tailor rooms are set up, how each branch from the costume designer, costume supervisor, um, the seamstress, the tailors, the costumers, the key costumers, how the production is run. Um, and those books are very, very key to if you want to broaden your um broaden your skills or broaden your business as a designer and that is something that I do as well I don't want to limit myself as just being a fashion designer so I do work on a few um, tv shows and film and episodics and those skills yes are implemented in you know in film and TV yes. as well. So I just wouldn't, um, I would just suggest reading of whatever you're already interested in. So if you're interested in branching into film, get you some of these costume designer and film books and seeing how everything is played, what's the keys and the skills to, um, you know, getting in and, you know, so forth. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think the other thing, especially living in like Atlanta versus LA, New York or Paris, Milan, is that if you have multiple skill set, like not only do you know how to sew or design, but you know how to do costuming or visual merchandising, because then the opportunities that present themselves as jobs, you can actually be able to do them and not just like, I only know how to do one thing because you might can't make enough money. Exactly. They're limited to one skill set. Exactly. And the more mm-hmm. versatile you are, the more valuable you are to multiple people. Exactly. That's right. So, uh, just, yes. Yeah. Read read up. Never stop learning. That part. And, yes. I'm always a student. I tell people all yeah. the time, I'm always a student. I'm Me always too. willing to learn. Because the more you know and the more you're able to um, pick up as a skill or a trade, the higher your worth is in some of these um businesses so you uh and production companies you know you they you send them your resume and they're like oh wow well she can sew oh she can crochet or she can she can do um 3d she can do this she can yeah she's she's needed here you know so i would definitely just say always be a student and learn and read and i even go to classes i'm I'm not afraid to take you know classes 
you know, um, the union always gives classes and I'm always there trying to, um, you know, just, I might already know what it is, but someone may have um, a different way of doing it. So now I have not only my way of doing it, but now I have two ways of doing it. Exactly. So it's just a constant learning um, thing. And you just can't be afraid to to learn or or you can't walk around thinking you know everything because things change all the time and you, you just want to be, um, you know, afloat with everything as, as, as times are changing, as um, techniques are changing. You just want to, you know, know. Yes, exactly. Totally agree. Totally agree. Thank you again for taking time to chat with me and share your knowledge as well as your story and your journey. Um, last thing is, what do you have coming up next? I mean, of course, we know about the new collection and you do do costume, but is there anything else that's coming up? Like, yes. you know, uh, yes. a launch or just something new that you can share with us that we can be on the lookout for? Yes, I am doing a, a soft launch in a couple of weeks for um, Walmart online. And that is okay. going to be for um, my Avno Organics collection. I have a collection of shea butters and conditioners and things that I used to use and products that I used to use in the salon. So now, you know, I have some of them up on walmart.com and we're launching a new shea butter for the spring summer to give everyone just a little pop and glow for the summer and i'm going to give you one ivanya i'm going to give you one and you tell me how you like it but it will be um launching in a couple of weeks on um walmart.com that's what's up congratulations i'm so excited for you i love how you have your hands in multiple places but all creative and being able to express express your creative outlets and more ways than one. Because at the end of the day, our appearance includes our hair and basically includes everything from head to toe. Yes. So I love that you're able to touch all of that. And of course, we will hopefully next time when we run into each other, have enough time to actually catch up and chat and hug each other's neck. Yes. Thank you again for taking the time. You're I welcome. Really Thank you for I enjoy chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I enjoyed chatting with you. And we are definitely going to stay connected. I'll let you know when this goes out. You'll be tagged, of course. And you have a wonderful rest of the week. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, thank you for listening and tuning in to Closet Chronicles. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are interested in learning how to turn your own passions and creativities into profits and monetize your gifts and talents, I would love to help you. I have a business of style class that you can take in person if you're in Atlanta or virtually anywhere in the world. If you'd like more information, click the link at the end of each episode and you can find out information how to chat with me to learn how to grow and scale your business and not just let it be a hobby, but be able to actually build a thriving, sustainable business to support you and your family and your lifestyle doing what you love. I hope to chat with y'all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.